welcome to the next and newest episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. This is your host, Darrell Smith, and this is my audio journal about the stories, legacies, and bird dogs from individuals who have made significant contributions to the upland, waterfowl, and wing shooting community. I'd like to thank my sponsor, The Pride Dog Food, for supporting this endeavor, as well as Robin Watson of Tibia Gun Dogs for contributing information on British field trial and British retriever training techniques. Stay tuned, you guys. This is the next episode of The Gun Dog Notebook. Okay, guys, before we uh, get started with this podcast with uh, Shane Drake of Drake's Gun Dogs, um, I just wanted to give a couple of uh, updates and the things that's coming up in the uh, very, very, very near future. Uh, Yesterday, I actually finished doing a podcast with Reed Bryant from uh, Orvis Hunting and Shooting Podcast, and so uh, you guys should look forward to that coming up pretty soon. Um, That was actually really, really fun, and uh, Reed Bryant and I have a couple of different ideas kind of stirring up in the future with, uh, you know, some work with Orvis. So definitely, uh, be prepared to check that out pretty soon. Also, um, Project Upland, you know, they just released a, uh, magazine officially. So make sure you check that out. You know, I really support Project Upland as well. Um, and also at the end of Shane's episode today, I want to talk about uh, the Dove opener. I went on September 2nd, not the 1st, and it was a very, very, very fun experience. A lot of good times with uh, my buddy Josh, and we brought back five birds. All right, guys, so that's just a couple of a couple of little things, and I'll definitely follow up with you guys on the back end of the podcast. Y'all have a good one. You know, like, first of all, what do you think about the Gundog Notebook podcast coming up? Like, what... What do you think about that? Coming up as in... Like, over the time that I've done this podcast, and you've been an active listener, um, give me some feedback. I like critical feedback first. You know, you got to give it to me, though. I mean, I think getting the variety of a handful of different people, I think, is is a big plus that you do. Um, Everybody you have on, you know, has different styles of doing what they do, different... A re- different reason for doing what they do, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and it does a lot. That's I've gotten the reason I listen is because I've gotten information from it. You know, not that it's a training segment, not that, but it's understanding what we're doing and why we're doing it. Right, and that's different for everybody. Right, and I think no matter what you're doing, you know, that's that's important. I think right. in life in general. Right, um, and that's the approach that I take to train my dog. You know, and and doing what I do. Right. Um, you know, so I, I think I just kind of that, that sort of very much is a is a positive. Yeah. Uh, reaching out to different people and, and letting them share. You know exactly why. You know it's it's not just the because you can talk what all day. Right. Why why is a big important 
thing to this. Right. You know, and I don't think you're not going to get it right if you don't have a why. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, I just wanted to make sure that I was still you know, capturing this again since the first episode, because I've just made a lot of significant, you know, improvements and, you know, things like that. And it's always good just to know from somebody that literally does know since episode one, um, since I decided to start on this. And actually where I met you, Shane, uh, was at South Fork, which is going to be a, a pretty, I think, a pretty significant uh, aspect of this episode in terms of uh you know, you and, and your experiences hunting and things like that. So, of course, I got to start. Everybody knows, like, let's talk about your background. Like, you know, you you a Georgia boy like me, man. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> where are you? what's going on? Uh, I guess, I mean, both my parents are Atlanta transplants. Um, you know, so we, I grew up on the east side of Atlanta in, in Clarkston, right between Tucker, Stone Mountain, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Decatur. Um I was in eighth grade. We moved out to Snellville. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I've pretty much spent most of my life in the east suburbs of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, spent six years on active duty. Was in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Nice. You know, and was there for six years. Uh, came home. Was in Athens for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's um, that's when I started doing this. You know, that's when a lot of this. Was Athens? Athens is a beautiful town. Athens is a beautiful (laughs) town because my old lady went to UGA, so of course it's a beautiful town. Yes, Athens is a beautiful (laughs) town. It has so much to offer. Yeah, and um, we were there, and a job that I took ended up moving to um, ended up moving to Atlanta, and um, on your left knee. And uh, hello, Caterpillar. So we went from Madison County back to Snellville. And uh, we're in, uh, we're back on, on that west side of Gwinnett County now. Hello, Caterpillar. This guy just rolled up. I didn't, in. I didn't realize I had a Caterpillar <laughs> on my knee. Wow. All right. Well, he's going to hang out with us. That was funny. All right. Didn't didn't see that coming. I don't even know where he came from, but it's fine. <laughs> we'll deal with that. <laughs> it's your fault, Shane. You pointed it out. Sorry, right. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> Random caterpillar on somebody's name. Right. <laughs> um. So, Athens, Athens, Athens. Like Athens is almost like Albany for bird dogs in Georgia, as far as the history. You know, you you've got a lot of. You know, farmland, you've got a lot of stuff out in Danielsville and, you know, things like that. So I think it, it, North Georgia in general yeah. has a lot of the same history where you had. There was a time not that long ago where you had an abundance, mm-hmm. you know, and just changes in habitat, you know, with the differences a lot. A lot of it is just the differences in the way people farm mm-hmm. nowadays, you know, and um the way the government, I think, said it. Right, right, right. Know, has, I think has lots to do with that. But you know, it, um, yeah. In, in North Georgia, in general, we're not. You know, we're definitely not what we used to be when it comes to that stuff. Right, and and South Georgia either. Hell, the whole state of Georgia. I mean, it wasn't just North and South Georgia that had quail, right? Like. Mm-hmm. 
No, I mean, it was I mean, Georgia. We, yeah, I mean, we, we got a buddy that we hunt wild birds with in South Carolina. Right, right. Just right over the border. Right. You know, right, you go three over ten, and you're right there. There's wild birds all over the damn place on the mm-hmm. north side of, of Russell. Right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I just it's, think it's, I, I think it's, it's too it's a little bit of too many people not managing the habitat, and I think it's a little bit of too many people shooting too many birds, and I also think it's a little bit of too many people not willing to do the legwork to yeah. get birds. That's the thing. Georgia still has quail now. Um, you just got to find them. Mm-hmm. You do have to do the legwork. I mean, it's like saying Georgia don't have grouse. We're going to grouse hunting this season. I, I saw four last year. Right. So I, that dog pointed four grouse last year. Right. And that's what got me hooked. I, I like challenges. And that's why I got so hooked yeah. right away into grouse. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Some of those Midwest states, you hear those cats. Nah, you know, we got a handful, this many flush. Dude, I got four flushes all damn season. Right. And I was told by a hand, like a couple old timers that around here, that's pretty good these days. Right. So, you know, and I, that, to me, that challenge, I got, let's go do this. Let's do that. We're going to do this. We're going to put one on the ground this year, you know. I mean, I, I'm here for it, man. And I just don't want to be that person that doesn't indulge in everything that Georgia has to offer. Grouse, think, I mean, just think about it. Grouse wouldn't be on our list of huntable game if it wasn't none here. Yeah. It, it, I mean, just it, just the simple fact of it. They're here. Okay. You, gotta do the, you gotta do the work. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm right there with you and, you know, I want to take, you know, full advantage of that and also take two seconds to plug my computer up because I didn't realize that battery was dying as well. So we're just off of the place here, bruh. Like <laughs> we were already a little Technical bit late. Left <laughs> oh my gosh, we were ambitious though. I appreciate that. Um, we got a lot done today. Though we have gotten a ton done today, actually. Um, many minor great setback. endeavors. This is a minor setback. Right. Um, all right, caterpillar, you don't have to go outside. I don't want you on my knee anymore. Oh. Uh, 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 the dogs are outside and uh Cy the asshole is outside with Ruger the jerk so you know talking about background and stuff like that and we're you know we're back and and we've been talking about doing this podcast for a long time and you know we found out yesterday that you are a guide you know and you pretty much spend your time out in the woods nine to five i mean now which is essentially a dream for a lot of people you know how do you i I want you to elaborate a little bit more on how that experience because i really do think that contributes a lot to who you are as a hunter you know, and, and just having that wildlife management background, like what is, you know, you talk to me a lot about understanding habitat and I really feel like you're one of those people. So as far as Georgia habitat, like what, what have you picked up on? Well, you know, we, um, we manage for, for, for deer pretty much primarily and Mm -hmm. for, uh, for Turkey on, on the property that I manage. Um, I guess as far as like understanding habitat and whatnot, um, quail are pretty, as far as what they're eating, 
as far as your native grasses and whatnot are concerned, I mean, they're they're, they're gonna they're, they'll eat whatever, right? You know, there's there's a ham. No matter where you go in the United States, there, there's something. Mm-hmm. They're fine. I mean, um, but it just in in every region calls different things different, right? I, you know, you see all these people that you know like, call different berries, you know, different seeds and different you know like di- different kinds of acorns certain, right. certain things most of it's all the same um <clears throat> but I think where we are predator management's a big predator management's a big thing mm-hmm. um you know we talked about last night you know coyotes are huge here hawks I you know and our thing is red tail hawks down here, but go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, it's predator management is a huge thing. Quail are, are a very they're they're a fragile creature, right? And it's once you take them down, it's extremely difficult to bring them back, right? It doesn't. I mean, even with, with you know, it's habitat management, it's predator management. You know, it's it's um, you know, there's a lot to it, right? Because these, <laughs> you know, we raised them before. Yeah, well, I mean, we raise them all. The, you know, it's, they can be extremely, extremely fragile. Right. Um, and I think that's a big part of it is once they're gone from an area, it's it's not easy to bring them back. I think that's that's what we're looking at right now. Right. And I I think in Georgia again, we don't have them because we wiped them out, like decimated them. You know, and just over time, I think there's a fact that what happens is you hear about a state being so popular. And, you know, one particular type of, uh, you know, game bird or something like that. And everybody comes out there and everybody shoots the dog snot out of them. Now you don't have any birds and nobody's managing them or very few people are managing. I'm not going to say nobody. I think there's always been somebody managing, but very few people have been managing. So well, in the southeast in general, there's not a lot of public land right you know and especially in Georgia especially in North Georgia there's large 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 tracts of land that it's, it's all timber company mm-hmm. and that's all it is grow trees grow trees grow trees grow trees you know and that that has a lot to do with it you know and you're knocking out a lot of you, you start getting into the Piedmont you know, and a little further south, you know, cattle farms and whatnot. You know, the the, the most beneficial grass these cattle to eat aren't beneficial for for game birds. Mm-hmm. You know, in their in their habitat, and right. that's got a lot to do with it too. There, I mean, you got to be stupid. It, it but you know, you can't blame anybody for it. It's, it's the the circumstance, you know. Right, and I mean, and I and I don't want to even get into the concept of blaming people for it, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 I don't mean it. In no negative context. And I, I know you don't. That's the thing. Like, in an, in in a positive context, you know, you hear so many people talking about, oh, we don't have this. Oh, we don't have that. Well, fuck. What's the new generation gonna do, right? I think we're the next, and and you might have heard me say this on a podcast a couple of times, like. I think we're the next generation of, you know, legacy hunters and upland bird shooters and stuff like that, that are really going to carry. So why even say, oh, what we don't have, you know, why, why not just go into, okay, how do we bring it back? Because nature recycles itself. Hmm? It it definitely recycles itself. So why don't we just be stewards of that versus telling, you know, 
just talking about reliving histories. Well, I mean, how long are we going to keep reliving histories before, you know, listening to the old guys saying what we had and what it was like? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Appreciate the story. It's great. Much deference, much respect. But when are we going to start something new? Mm-hmm. You know, so, excuse me, that's kind of one of those one of those things, you know, in terms of habitat management now, also people that are very, very good with management has been the guys at South Fork, you know, Jacob, Kobe, you know, all of those guys up there. And they've had a, a you know, profound effect on on you and your growth as a dog trainer, as a wing shooter and all of that stuff. And I think that's been part of a, a big part of your background. So. Let's talk about South Fork in a, a bit. Like, start from the beginning with South Fork. Well, I mean, I I was looking for a point, you know. <clears throat> I get I got into wing shooting. I had a, we had a platoon sergeant that had a couple of setters. And he would take us sometimes to go shoot, and I was like, "Damn, that's fucking awesome!" So, mm-hmm. And when I got out and doing just a brief little bit of research, you know, into deposited dogs and shooting you know at the time you know, all the old stuff I was reading you know talked about how easy you know where we could find stuff pretty easily in that, that area and so I hopped in you know and I found a breeder and I got Cy yeah. and I started training him on my own and Cy is a, is a German short hair yeah I got a German short hair um, yeah I've always been pretty active so it didn't scare me to have yeah. a dog that needed to be exercised. Right. Um, so, you know, just not really knowing what I was doing, you know, just going on YouTube, going on, you know, um, you find stuff on different forums and, um, you know, asking people questions and, and doing things and in the backyard when I could find some space. You know, there was a uh, preserve that su- was supposed to open up in Carlton. They were open for eight months and then went under. Right. You know? So I was, I was like, oh, sweet. You know, we got this place to damn go train my. And now they're gone. Right. So <clears throat> everything I'm doing is pretty much just backyard stuff. Plus, the job I had at the time, I was on the road all the time. Right. So I wasn't able to spend a lot of time with them to begin with. You know, much less be able to figure out what's right or what's wrong or what's working, what's not. Um, and I finally, you know, I finally found South Fort when he was he was almost three years old, and um, but they they're busy as hell, you know, and mm-hmm. they still are. I mean, those cats, you go up there and they're running always all, working, running all over the damn place, always working, making sure people yeah. are taken care of. Yeah. Um, and I would just I'd sit there and just. You know, I'd go up there and pay for, let me shoot so many birds. And mm-hmm. me and my buddy would go up there and we'd shoot them. And we'd come up. And while they were, I would say, I'd sit there and just ask them some questions here and there when they had a couple of minutes. And they always stopped, you know, well, you know, as much as they could and answer my questions. And right. If somebody didn't show up to shoot for me, I, you know, when they could, they'd come shoot with me. And it was nice having somebody show me, you know, what, the, what what is this dog actually supposed to be doing? Right. You know, and um, and just kind of went from there, and then finally, through them getting networking and getting to know other people, and then with social, you know, getting involved with social media and networking with other people, you know, we've developed from there. But yeah, I mean, it was that was a big part. That's, right. that's why I do things now the way that I do it. Um, 
you know, when I, when I do, when we do these training days and whatnot, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, these cats, I mean, like I said, they were busy as hell, but they'd take five minutes between, you right. know, hauling ass between A and B to sit there. Yeah. No, if he's doing this, try this, you know, well, that's not working. Try this. Yeah. 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 There you go. So, so, and, and then you talk about these training days and I, of course I'm an active supporter whenever I can get out there and I damn sure will. And, uh, I think that's an idea that you, you've got going on that is going to be really, really beneficial. So, you know, talk about the training days, man. Like, that's kind of, you know, I, I think that's pretty much your baby. You know, like, that's kind of something that you're you're trying to work with. How did you even get started in, in doing the training days up there? Well, those, I mean, it's not even about being a baby, you know, trying to do something. It just... I had, a, I had when I first started my social media, you know, the main thing that I'm trying to get out there is, you know, less as a guide. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the main thing. But, you know, it's, we were doing some training stuff in the beginning, but I just, I, I don't have the room or the time to really, you know, so, and I had a handful of people that reached out to me and, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Hey, you know, I've got this dog. I want to do this, that, and the other. And I just don't know what, what else, you know, and. And it sucked telling somebody, you know, no, I can't take your dogs out of the room for it. Right. You know, and, and um, you know, turn, especially where I was with trying to. <laughs> the dogs. Trying to do, you know, get through a career, career transition. You know, turn down money to, you know, but I just. This is, you can't bullshit people with this kind of stuff. Right. You know, this is, you're, so for me, you know, going back to the way things were at South, you know, the way I was showed, I was shown, you know, a lot of things with, with Colby and Jacob and the way that they treated me and the way that they showed me what they could when they could, you know, I just, that was important to me. And I'm, I, you know, it was like, let's, I'm not a pro trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not taking dogs to train, but hey, let's get together. Certainly, and I'll show you what I do know. Right, right. You know, what do you want? What, what do you, you know? Because that was a big thing with one of the guys that came out was, well, what's our plan for the day? Hey, no, the plan is, you know, what what is your, you know, what's your what's your, what's your goal? You know, where is your dog right now? You right. Know, what do you expect from him? What do you want to see from him? You know, and let's just go throw some birds out there and let's 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 work on what what is it that you want and we'll try to see what what is your dog capable of right now right and where can we if they're not there what do we need to do to get them there you know if they are there okay well do we need to polish it are they straight let's move forward you know um it doesn't matter where they are Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter what you're trying to work on you know every dog's a different place Let's hey, let's come out. Let's figure it out. Let's throw you some birds out there and let's let's do it together. Right. You know, let's. Well, so. and and I think that's the community that we're in, man. Like we see in a, and I, and it's no hate on like any pro trainers or anything. Like trust me, it's definitely not hate. Hell, I have one on here frequently. But my thing is for the guys like you and I that haven't been doing it for our whole lives, right? That, you know, may not have grown up in it or whatever the case, like we're the ones out here, you know, encouraging and creating a community of folks that are just like us. Like, bro, you want your bird dog? You want your lab? You want your German short hair? You want, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what breed of dog you got. Like, let me just help you out, man. Like, it's just the knowledge, you know, it's just sharing the knowledge and allowing other people to not feel lesser than you and understand that, bro, we all stayed in, we all were at the same place. There's, There's a lot of cats that do this that, 
think their shit don't sink. Right. And right. You, you, and they'll turn their nose up. You, you know, actually just for asking questions. Right. That's that's bullshit. And. And and we'll let those guys have that space. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's cool. Like if that's what you do, bro, that's meant, what you know, do. I and granted, uh, <laughs> there's only been a handful that I've met. Most people hey, yeah. in the community are fucking awesome. My, you know, but I, I agree. No matter where you go, those people exist. No matter where you go, right? You know, you, and, you're gonna have those people that just be a little. You know, they be a little a little high up on the totem pole. That's all. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, they can have that space. I'm not here for that. Like. I do plan on being at the same, you know, experience level as those guys, but I just don't want to do that to somebody that comes behind us. You know, you said something, you know, very, very, very important, which is, look, our responsibility, the only thing we owe it to is the folk that come behind us. You know, you said that. It seems like, you know, and, and maybe I'm just not going to the right, you know, I haven't been exposed to enough environments, but it seems like there's like a huge generational gap. Yeah. Like you see, when you're out there, you see old timers, and then you see dudes like our age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're trying to fill in whatever didn't happen. There's not many people younger than us. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, are we now going to be those old guys? Yeah, and is not. there going to be another generational gap? I, I think it's up. You know, we're gonna <laughs> we gotta toe the line here. It's up right. to us, I think. And. You know, one thing that I know, man, like, there's so many different types of bird dogs, so many different types of breed. Like, we'll, you know, shoot the shit and talk shit about each other's dogs all day, but it's out of love, number one. It's fun. It's fun as all get out. Right. Like, I mean, like, I talk about golden retrievers because they're not labs. You know, it's just, it's just fun, right? But when you don't, when, when, when you don't carry on that tradition and you don't add to the tradition, that's a big thing, too. You can carry on the tradition all day. But, like, what are you adding to it? I think as new guys, I think we're adding something to it. Maybe it's just technology. Maybe it's just media. Maybe we are really breaking through, you know what I'm saying, with these bird dogs. But whatever it is that we're going to do, we got to come together and... uh you know, and, and, and make it work. Like you said, sitting down, like I got folks, Wes Hansen and, and, and Zach Hoheisel, like I, I have them a lot. Uh, I talk to them a lot, right? And, and as far as social media, text or something, because I want to be that person like, and even with you, like, bro, you know, you can call me at two, three o'clock in the morning. Just talk about bird dog shit. As long as I'm not asleep, I'm here for it. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's a friendship to me. It's not about whatever sponsorship you got. It's not about whatever this and that. Like, we're all trying to get to the same goal. It don't matter what breed you got. It's just, you know, all of us think that certain breeds are just cooler than others. It happens, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, I just really appreciate you in in that aspect. And you've really taken on that initiative. But let's talk about some of your own personal insights, too, man. You have... You know, you have really had a, a, I feel like an epiphany with Cy. You know, he's what five now, right? Right. And and how long ago was it that you had to start going backwards to realize what it was that you was missing in his training, and and you're correcting it now, and he's a a way better dog now. A, a little over a year. A little over a year. Mm-hmm. And, and um, 
I think being introduced to a lot of the, the positive mm-hmm. reinforcement and whatnot, you know, and I think understanding the difference between discipline and correction, too. Right. And I'll tell you, a big part of it was, I don't remember whose podcast it was. There was, somebody was on, and it was a female trainer, and I remember her saying, you know, the, when, when the psychological maturity of, of a dog is about that of a four-year-old kid. Was that on my podcast? I don't remember whose it was. Okay. That's why. Yeah, because I was like, dang, <laughs> that sounds like, yeah. Like, but it was, and so... <sighs> I don't remember who said it, but yeah. I just, I thought, damn, you know, I've got two kids. So I've raised, damn, I've had four-year-olds in my house twice, you know? Right, right. And it just, in that, like, thinking about it like that, the way I communicate with it, I, I got friends that make fun of me because of the way I talk to them. I talk to my dog, like I do one of my kids, you know? Right. Hey, come on, you know? Come on, dude. Like, like, <laughs> right. So like, and your kids actually be out there with you yeah. while you, you know, picking up birds. That right. is kind of cool. They're, they're, they're awesome. But, um... You know, and, and then just having that understanding, and I think you know, and, and it was kind of, and I mean, and I'm not one of those weirdos that like your dog's your child. Yeah. You know, but it was right. like when I heard that, and I kind of that's when I made that connection. Was like you know, because I think with children, you know, the same. There's a difference between discipline and a correction. Right. When you don't know any better. Right. You know, that's one thing. Yeah. You know, when when you know better and you go and do it, all right. Now, now I got to put my hand down. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like now I got to lay down the law. Yeah, and not that I beat the shit out of my kids or my dog. Right. (laughs) Wait, let's let's get that straight. Like that's not what we're saying. But uh, there's you know a little bit of discipline that's got to happen. Yeah, you know, with a dog, I mean, if you're right next to, I'm gonna flick you on the nose or smack you on the ass. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't either. (laughs) So, but again. That's what the, the the acknowledgement and the understanding is the difference between do you know better or not, right? You know, and um, that to me was a big part of that's where I started, mm-hmm. and it's you know what, but uh, that and then going back to overcomplicating things, you know, like I said, and that, that, you know, when we talked yesterday, and and what I reiterate to people a lot is you know. <clears throat> I was putting them on birds and, and trying to trying to get them to point, you know, and waiting for them to do something wrong, mm-hmm. so that oh, now you know then, then we can fix that. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Yeah. Um, rather than putting them in a scenario and, and him going up there and him giving me something that I'm looking for and right there, stop it right there. Right. You know, and that's what we're looking for. Yeah, bro. You know, right there. Um, that was a big thing for me. That might be dumb to some other people. They, some other people might know that off the rip, but I don't know. That was just kind of my <laughs> the way I handled it, <laughs> and it was wrong, obviously, which is why I'm going back. I mean, but but it is. So now, you know, and, and again, you know, we're, I'm seeing a lot of you know the vast improvement, like even with the limited time we have. Right. I don't have all the time in the world. I don't have, I, I, I don't have every day right. working. And and we all don't typically have every day, but it's I don't even think it takes every day all day to work on training a dog so much as, you know, it's just one of those things if you just Oh Lord, what are they barking at? <laughs> <laughs> 
as there's a chihuahua, like, you know, I guess. Hold on. <laughs> what you guys got going on, man? What's up? Side, what you mad at, Chief? You all right? Chico. Sorry, had to take a break. The dogs were getting upset. Um, while we doing that, my beer wasn't like opening for some reason. So, hold on one second, Shane. Can you grab two? Yep. I was about to ask you that. Because that one was like a. I don't know. Like yeah. yeah, I had a defective beer. <laughs> I literally had a defective beer, bro. Like, it would not open. Sorry, guys. Dogs start barking. Beer needed to be refilled. Um, Pops in seconds for a station. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dog. so you got Bubba. Is he there? Can you see him? Yeah, you're, you're, Bubba is in your lap right now. Bubba with the natty. We're friends now. Right. <laughs> My my wife is on the on the uh, on the uh, podcast, and Bubba don't really be like coming around her like that. He be like on and off with her. So Ashley's mad at you right now, Shane. You'd totally be jealous. <laughs> my, my charming. My charming <laughs> That's a bird dog right there. That's a bird dog for you right there. See, I'm gonna get me. A, I'm gonna get me a Chihuahua to be a flusher, bro. <laughs> It'll be like a Disney movie in the bush, just like like Kung Fu Panda, but with shot with Chihuahuas and quail. Like. So that to, to Pixar, man. So <laughs> Chihuahua going up against you know this little crew of labs and pointers, right? And, and setters. <laughs> hey, I can I can make it. A, and they're like, no, fuck you. It's like I can prove myself, right? And those little legs, you know. And, It'll work. It's like a tortoise in the hair kind of thing. Right. Hey, Just, sorry, we're selling you this. We're coming back with this. Pixar, you can you cannot take that. Disney, you cannot take that. I don't care how good your stocks are right now. Like up on steroids. Right. That's a good movie. So Bubba is officially fake, according to Ashley. That's funny. Oh, bro, I think you're real. Don't worry. I think he's posing with you too, man. Like. He is antagonizing her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God, Shane. I didn't realize how fun this was like gonna be with everything that's been going on. Like, this is hilarious to me. Um, but we you know, it's actually really, really uh it's it's really, really insightful information. And I don't think we've actually sat down and broke down kind of your you know, training philosophies and thoughts. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think you have something valid. Um, you're pretty hands-on. And, and that's why I say that. Like, I've watched you trained, you know, your dog, uh, other folks' dogs, have, like, taking pictures of you training those dogs. I think you're pretty hands-on. So, like, with the German short hair, you know, how, 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 did, how does Shane Drake go about getting a puppy up to where Cy is right now? Like, what's that been like? Um. Well, if you're wanting, to, <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you're wanting the path we took with Cy, it'd 
you want me to tell you the mistakes I made, we can do that all night. We can talk about it all night. We're talking philosophy. Yeah, I can tell you what I do now. Okay. <laughs> Give me what you got. <laughs> I can tell you a million wrong words to get now. Uh, Lord. Um, and it, everybody got their own way to do it. I, I'm a firm believer, you know, in... I'm a firm believer and I think with pointing dogs the earlier and the more often that you can expose a dog to a, a re- not necessarily a live bird but a real bird mm-hmm. okay you you cut yeah that's important I think with a pointing dog I think building the drive when he's a puppy mm-hmm. is, is so important you know and that at the same time having said that, you know me that I'm a firm believer in your home discipline right number one right right a dog that doesn't listen to you at home is not gonna fucking listen to you in the field right you know so sit stay here come that should be your fucking number one concern until you know before you do anything else right I think there's place you know I like playing with puppies some people don't believe in the string on the wing I, I think it's a great game I think it's dope. You know, to, to play with a puppy, you know, yeah. a very young puppy, right. you know, uh, a puppy that might not be pointing it, you know, yet. You know, I, th- I think once a dog is, once a puppy's pointing, mm-hmm. something more, because that's one of the routes we went down was, and Grant, it was all I had and all I knew to use, you know, getting back to that conversation before of not, you know, not knowing what I was doing for a long time. All I had was a wing on the string. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with his wanting to sight point right. now and the creeping that we deal with. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think as much as the wing on the string is a great game to play with puppies and it, it helps build drive, I think once they're starting to flash point, you've got to put that away and there's a further place to go. Right. Um, it's, there's a lot of people that will tell you a hundred thousand different things as far as when you should start mm-hmm. really doing a lot of um, you know I guess you know exposure and whatnot to, to live birds that'll fly and whatnot on them right. um, if they're showing the drive for it I, I, I think why not you know, I, I think you know because with my th- you know and a big thing in you know, a buddy of mine that had a dog from us you know one of the things that conversation I had with him and a problem that I had I had a big thing with where I was trying to teach him to point right you can't you can't teach a dog to hunt you can't teach a dog to fucking point mm-hmm. it's, it's in their blood right you have to let that come out of them mm-hmm. and that was that was, a, that was another big mistake that we made and that's why again I think there's a, a lot of value in exposure to real you know again real birds um, as seen you know, as often as possible right um, even you know, even if they're just babies and they're just playing with it right you know they, they get that scent in their nose they get you know um, <clears throat> but I got you know a, a lot of woe training another thing was woe you know and then that comes back to you you know me my initial interpretation of the, the command mm-hmm. you know, was a lot of had I thought I had the idea of woe being a command to, you know, associated with pointing. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, 99% in the field, the situation where you use the command, woe, 
is while they're on point. Right. But that's not what that command means. Right. It has nothing to do with it. It's stay your fucking... It's just stop. Sit, freeze your fucking ass right there. Right. Absolutely. That's what that command is. That, that, that was a big. That was a big understanding that... You know that I had to take on, and, and, and I don't know. Um, you're, you're, you can't teach the dog to point. You have to put him in a situation where he has to point. Right. And it's in their blood, so they're going to. You just have to do it enough. Mm-hmm. It'll come. You know, and, and um, you know that hunt. I mean, even the hunting. I mean, there's there's people will tell you all sorts of ways to make your dog quarter a certain way. I think a dog will quarter naturally. Right. I've never had a puppy that. Was you you know what? I didn't teach quarter in the Ruger. Right. I think that's a natural thing. Yeah. I, I, I see a lot of people when it comes to putting check in. I don't know. Maybe I just have been fortunate enough to have dogs that do it on their own. Yeah. Know, whatever. I guess if you have a dog that won't quarter, sure, look at that kind of training. Right. But um, I, the hunt and the point, it's a natural thing. Right. When you're dealing with them. And you have to let both of those develop naturally. And that's different for every dog. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. You, know, you can't really put a timeline on it. Right. Um, you know, and then from there, like steadiness, like that's training. Right. Set, you know, to wing, whatever you're looking for, wing shot, follow the whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that, there's a lot of people, especially the field drop dogs. Right. That train them as soon as that shot rings, go. Right. You know, um, me, I was okay. You know, and, and a big reason why we're backtracking at this point. When I first got this dog, I didn't get him with the intention of doing this. Right. Right. To you know, as as a career, as a job. So when he got to the point where he would point and he'd hold a point, the people that I hunted with. I was very, you know, I hunted with the same people all the damn time. Right. You know, and, oh, see ya. <laughs> restless. Yeah, doing, doing a lot. Yeah. Little chihuahua. But, um, so I was comfortable with, as soon as the bird flushed. Right. The dog going underneath it to pick up the bird right as a shot, you know, and, because I knew the people wouldn't take that shot. But then, once we started getting into it, and once I started you know doing things right right (laughs) we spend enough time you know in 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 places and and, you know doing things the right way where then we got asked to come out right and then that's when the for me steadiness man if you're not teasing your dog stated the flush and the shot for any reason i mean do it for the safety of the dog right you know and, and that's that's my thing is I trust that dog to find a damn bird. What you've seen him retrieve some long ass fucking. Bird. Yeah. <laughs> so I walking uh, up on you. Yeah. So, he will. You know, it's I, I have no issue with that at all. Those dogs have excellent fucking noses. Right. You know, and, um. You know, so for me, I mean, if for safety, if nothing else. You right. Know. Right. Well, and I. You mentioned field trial dogs and. Uh, Shane, I, I I think you have what it takes to engage in that. Honestly, I do. You know, I wouldn't just say that to anybody. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, and I and I think and I, and I want to because I'm going to do it. I think you're going to be like my my German short hair field trial buddy. You know, one day like I see us like kind of taking that on, right? Like the Olsen twins, right? <laughs> <laughs> not the, not Mary Kate and uh, Ashley field trial. Uh, <laughs> um. 
what I want to do, man. Like one person wears suspenders, the other one wears overalls. Can I wear the thing. suspenders? That's fine. All right, I feel I'm I'm a kappa. Like that's kind of our thing. Like we gotta Noted. wear suspenders. Noted. There you go. So, <laughs> um, you know, let, let's let's talk about a little bit about that because both of both of us are are kind of at a point where we, you know, I think we're making some critical decisions about these dogs nowadays, right? Like it's it's kind of a transitional point in life. So, you know, we mentioned yesterday that it, that you're interested in NABDA. Like, what have you thought about goals? I can't say what are your goals because, I, like, I know what I want to do. My biggest thing is I want to. <laughs> Like, I really want to put my dog in, you know, British field trials. I'll even say this online. Fuck it. Like, I want to be the black guy that does British field trials. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's really yeah. cool to me, right? And yeah. I'm probably one of the few that's doing it. If the only well, shit, I, mean, I don't know. As from a white, a white dude from the South, I understand that. that Absolutely. That shit, why not? <laughs> so, like, you know, you my, you my gun dog, buddy. You've been there since the beginning. Like, bro, what what's on Shane Drake's mind about, you know, field trial inside of asshole? I'm a competitive person. Ah, that's why we're friends. Uh, wait, all right. So you mentioned Navda for a second. Navda, I, me wanting to test my dog has way more to do with with the breeding side of it. That, that's purely what that is. Right. Um, <clears throat> me wanting wanting to do field trials is me being competitive. <laughs> Right, because <laughs> um, we've done a couple of them. Yeah, but I when we did them that season, I had got I hadn't got had been I was guiding so many hunts I didn't have hardly any time behind the gun. Yeah, and Cy worked just fine. I didn't gotta shoot. shoot. <laughs> so we did terrible. I felt so bad. Yeah, <laughs> we might need to go to the ski range too. Man. We're gonna go to the trap range. No, it's fine. It's it all good. Amazing. And we did it twice, dude. That's what makes it worse. <laughs> it was twice we went out there and just like, well, I guess that one's gonna keep flying. Right. <laughs> but um, that, I mean, that's really all it is. Yeah. I, with field trial, like that's just me being competitive, you know. And, and when I've got the extra cash to do it, I, I like doing it just for the competitive aspect of it. That's. I don't really have any ass, you know. Now, granted, if we get on a circuit and I get a dog that is killing it, yeah, kill it, sure, why not? If I can make a couple bucks off it, why not? Right. But right now, no. What we're doing now, it's all just completely in competitive spirit. Yeah. You know, it's local club trials that we're, that we're doing. Yeah. You know, we're not making any money. We're spending money on it. We're not making any money on it. Right. You know, it's just for fun. Right. Um, but uh. That's, that's all that is, you know. Dude, I'd like get to it. get there. That'd be awesome. It, we're not there right now. You know, it's cool. I think we gonna get there, man. Like, <laughs> look, I I need like the Gun Dog Notebook unofficial sponsored Shane Drake <laughs> Gun Dog Team we'll Field Trial. I'll go roll with you, man. We'll do it, man. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a trial out there that does like that puts pointers and flushers together. It's got to be something. I do something uh, it's it's a cool thing and again I, I I'm a hunter first you know and I'm sure you understand that statement yeah. like I'm a hunt birds first mm-hmm. um but like you I'm 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 an athlete I'm competitive like I grew up uh you know playing year-round sports and things like that so like yeah I don't know it just makes more sense like why not you know why would you not 
be competitive about something that you really, really, really do enjoy. Like, and it's not about, oh, my dog is better than you. Like, nah, I just like seeing my dog do cool shit. These, these are, I mean, that these dogs are apps. If you do it right, are absolutely mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's. I think that's why we have such a bond. Is because I work. I'll just train my dog to hunt. Right. I work out with my dog. Right. Right. You know, like we, he goes to the. You know, we. I don't go to a gym. Like I have, you know, I have weights that I keep in my car. We go run. We like we do shit. You know, right. I, he has a vest where I put bags of rice. You know, and like I, there's a lot more to what we do than just training to run. Like you know, I work out but, with the dog, and it's like the whole. You know, and then. Yeah, I've got my. You know, I play rugby. So right. Yeah. Right. There's a reason for it for me too. Mm-hmm. You know, and <clears throat> that's dope too. So I it, meant to say that, but that is dope too. And I, I love. I mean, it just. I, I that has a lot to do with the bond that I share with this dog. It's, right. We are both competitive as fuck. Right. And it. <laughs> hey, and look. We, do we? We man, that's, see, that's my ride or die. See, man, we, that is the part of side <laughs> the asshole that takes up. You know, uh, a, 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 a general giant part of, of of who you are. You see what I'm saying? Like, once I wrote that piece, I mean, if you go, you know, Frip Outdoors, go look on the Lifestyle blog. Yeah. Know, the, the Upland Athlete. Yeah. We talk about Frip too. But, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, we want to get there, but it, it's the generality of who you are, you know, you're a pretty big personality. You don't come off like that, but you, to me, you're, you're a very lot. Like, I, I think you just, I, I pick up on the fact that you really care about your dog. Oh, hell yes. You see what I'm saying? So it's more than just hunting for you. It's, it's, it's more than just, uh, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. That's what it is. Pursuit. It's, you know, it's putting a focus on something and, and, you know, that goal, like pushing right there. Right. You know, and picking up little candies here and there on the side, you know, from here and there. Yeah, you know, just, just pick it up a little bit, <laughs> you know, just just kind of get down with it. Like, it's cool. Like, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, let's be real. It's cool as all get out to run bird dogs, man. I love it. Me personally, I'm going to swag it out. Like, I'm going to try to do, I'm going to try to look as cool as I can, but I also want a really good dog. You know, but I also want a dog that's mannerable. My shooting experience yeah. is pleasurable. But I also, like you said, I also want to, you know, hit my birds, too. It's a two-way street. You got to hit your birds. Like, I didn't get that new Beretta just for the hell of it. Like, no, nah, I got it so I can shoot better. When, when you shoot over that dog, yeah. he doesn't get to go get a retrieve. He, let, he lets you know. Oh, my God. He's disappointed. Dude. The middle finger, the infamous dog middle finger, bro. It's the worst. Give me that look. <laughs> it is so slow that. too. It's it's like slow. They just kind of look like what the. Fuck? <laughs> it's the same motion. Every every dog I've ever seen. Every time, I swear to you, Sai and Ruger are two totally different dogs, and they look the same. They look the same. So. You know, we, we, we also talk, you know, a lot about dog training and stuff like that. But you are a representative of Fripp Outdoors. 
Let's talk about that a little bit. How, how uh, what is Fripp? Who is Fripp? How did it come around? Why do I own the shirt now? You know, like I I really get down with Fripp and I, and you've been really pushing, you know, a lot of their information and media too. Talk about them a little bit. So we're based out of Columbia, South Carolina. Um but it's your clothing brand it's you know fit form function you know mm-hmm. their whole basis of thing capturing the whole you know lifestyle of the outdoors in the south mm-hmm. um you know and it's I, I'm wearing one of their shirts now I mean you know, yeah. I wear their stuff all you know all the time. I do the yeah, one not, you gave me that's a dope shirt not just because it's, it's nice stuff but nah, it's, it's a cool it's, shirt you know I wear it in the field yeah you know, I, I wear it everywhere you know it's something you can you can wear in the field. You can mm-hmm. wear it when you're going to have a, a drink afterwards, mm-hmm. right? and like, just for everyday life, it's fit form functionality, right? And, and at the same time, you're portraying something that you're a part of, right? Right. Um, you know, and then that's a big thing that they push with us is you know they, they tell us you know when you're doing stuff like capture yourself doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They, they it's very big thing with them is don't don't stage stuff don't right give us not you know and it's, it's you hit the nail on the head yeah, you know, and because we want to show people that this is out here this is you know well, that's I love that I think it's fucking awesome I'm I'm here for it and not, not to detour off Fripp first of all I hope Fripp heard that because I want that Georgia gun dog shirt that they got the one with the dr- right now. yeah I hate you I, I, I know right that's why I said that I peep game <laughs> I just wanted to say that. I just, you know, I, it was like a shot at you and a shot at Fripp. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that beautiful. Stand, stand up for the for the audience. Let's let's get that. Look at that. You see that? That's why I want, he didn't even have a lab. And it says Georgia. He didn't even have a lab. See, Fripp. That's a great shirt. I, 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 I Fripp, and this, I say this out of love. Y'all owe me. I want that shirt. Y'all didn't ask me to make that cool shirt. Y'all didn't ask me. So, you know, it's fine. I'm going to go buy it. I support a company. I'm going to go buy it, but there's a little bit of shade thrown at Fripp and Folly. But go follow their Instagram. Fripp Outdoors. Fripp Outdoors, man. F-R-I-P-P Outdoors. Um, there really is really cool company. Um, I really like them. I'll talk trash all day, but I really, really do like them. But... Let's talk, and 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 I feel like again, you you've been my buddy for a long time now. It's interesting why it's taking so long. To, I don't think it's it's interesting why it's taking so long to get you on a podcast. I really think it was just timing. I really do because you've invited me to come to things and this and that, and I just be like, ah, I can't come. Damn it, dang. Yeah, we'll try again. Yeah, you know, and that just be how it is. No worries. I'm all, I'm, I'm bounce off walls all the time too. Right. So. so but, you know, when we talk about handling business with gun dogs, like, I don't make this podcast, and this was, you know, something that we were talking about earlier today with some other folks, you know, putting out birds just to look cool, right? Like, yeah, in Georgia, you know, we got to put out some pinned birds. It's just not that many quail. That is a thing that we have to do. I'm okay with that. It's all good. Um Am I going to pursue more wild birds nowadays? Yeah, because I think I'm there now. But let's talk about really handling business with gun dogs. You know, I really think that there is like some 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 tomfoolery is what we're going to call it. When people are really talking about getting on birds, like you're not 
I think people got to put the legwork in on Wild Birds, you know? I really think that, you know, someone like you, because you are in shape, you are, you know, all about fitness, you are about dog training, all those things come together to show that, you know, you'll put the, the, the miles in to get Wild Birds, you know? I think that's a thing that we have going on in Georgia. Just let's kick it real, man. Like, that's a problem to me. It's too many people that are out here that are looking like they're getting wild birds, but ain't nobody getting real real wild birds. You see what I'm saying? What you think about that? I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. <coughs> I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit mm-hmm. and judge what somebody else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, what, you know, it's whatever. You know, you do, I, you know when 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 you get somebody that comes to you and you portray yourself as being something, and mm-hmm. people come to you and it's not what you're putting out there, then so be it. Right? People are gonna people are gonna see that. It'll see. It'll show. And yep. Um. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I guess you know, just depends on your marketing. Right. You know. It's just. I guess it to me, it's just like if we really want to push and maybe I get too passionate about things like this all the time and I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, you know, to me, if you're going to be about a certain ideal, you're going to be about a certain methodology. If you're going to, you know, claim that you are out here in the birds you, you got to let social media go. Social media won't validate anything. Social media and the internet won't do anything. Do you really know Habitat? The only way to really get into wild birds is to know what you are doing. That takes a lot of time, man. You know, I, I wouldn't, I'm not about to sit here and say that I was on wild birds. You know, the first time I, I, I came out, I just wasn't like the average smart person wouldn't do that. But I'm seeing so much of just of, 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 of the appearance of being on that, the appearance of a dog looking like it's holding a solid point, but it took 10, 15 frames to get it. I just want to, you know, interact with people that are really carrying on the actual traditions of upland hunting. When I say getting your hands dirty, like, bruh, getting your hands dirty, you know, it's not about force. It's not about what collar you use or tool or anything like that. Everybody has their own mentality and ideology. I don't have to subscribe to it, but I can understand why people do it. But at the end of the day, the birds are the ultimate judgment, man. The birds are the ultimate judgment. Yeah. It's, I've had more than one person tell me. Yeah. Birds break a dog. Birds break a dog so and the live video just ended but I think we're good I'll you know keep going so you know when we talk about birds breaking a dog like why why do you think that concept is just it's like it's known but it's forgotten about almost I feel like maybe is is it accessibility maybe like it's just the easy way out I So, I guess accessibility has a lot to do with 
a lot of things. Yeah. The way things are, you know, with, with, with us mainly having a lot, you know, not, not a lot of public land. I mean, accessibility has a lot, has a, has a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. you know, with us here in, in our area of Georgia that we live. Right. It's not an easy thing to come by. Um, so, I, I, I think that's a big thing to me. Yeah. Um, you, you have to travel to find to find things. You 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 just you do. That's the reality of the situation. Right. You know, once you get to a point in bird dogs, man, it get it. You got to get outside your comfort zone. You got to put the miles in. You got to, and you, and honestly, for new trainers, you got to go look for birds you ain't never looked for. I ain't never looked for no grouse before. I hadn't either until last year. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't either, man. I mean, but we going to go find some grouse this year, and I'm going to claim it. We going to put some grouse on the ground. Mm-hmm. But you just got to step out your comfort zone, man. Like, you, you got to get in the birds, you know? Even if it's just a wasted day walking around in the woods, like, that's one thing, again, about bird dog tradition. Nobody is upset about walking around in the woods. Talking dogs, talking bird dogs, talking life. Oh, we ain't yeah, got to talk dogs. Like, nobody's upset about that. Right. You know, but the, the central focus is getting in the birds. You know, um, and that's just been kind of one thing I've been on, like, Bef- and, and and it has nothing to do with my feelings about preserve shoes. The only preserve I go to is South Fork. But before I even do that, I want to challenge myself to shoot birds that are at WMAs just because they at WMAs. I mean, they're migratory doves and stuff like that. But nah, I just want to challenge myself to know if I know the setup to see if I can really spot the birds. It's so easy nowadays to, to set something up and look like you're really getting into the birds. Nah, man. I think you're one of those people that is willing to put together an entire package as a guide. I think you're one of those people that has, has you know, as a friend of mine, has shown me like, yo, nah, I mean, we'll put birds out, but let's put the miles on the ground, too. You see what I'm saying? To, to give clients and things like that a, a, a wholehearted, wholesome, uh, positive experience, but a real experience of that, you know? And so I just really appreciate that. And I appreciate everything that you, you said in regards to that. Um, and, and you know, we, we done touched about an hour now. And I actually think we pretty much covered, you know, a good bit of the things we wanted to say, but... I, I really wanted to highlight this thing. You know, earlier we were talking about just having, you know, an understanding and an appreciation for what is correct in dog training, right? Acknowledging not going into it looking for the bad, but looking for the good. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a bit. Well, I mean, <clears throat> well, I guess, like, a big thing is. I get, to keep it simple, stay. Yeah. Um, I tell you to sit. You know, and tell you to sit and stay. You, you're asked to move until, until, until I tell you you can. Right. When you're dealing with a young dog, they don't have the attention span to sit there for a long time. Right. 
and that was a mistake. He, um, yeah, I would force him to sit and sit, and he, he, you could see he, he just, you know, with a dog like that, they, you know, they, sh- they physically, they, they shake, you can see it. And wait for him to break, and I'm, no, fuck, get back, you know, sit down, you know, just, you know. You've got to spend enough time with your dog, and exercise them enough, and, and, and work them enough, to where you've got to see, you've got to know their body language and it's you know and like I said again talking about sit and stay just to be simple alright sit stay you know and and how long does he actually know Mm -hmm. to sit and stay Mm -hmm. how long what what, what sort of time frame does that if if that dog doesn't if if they're new to that command like how do they know how long it's supposed to mean right you know right so it's why make them sit there and freak out to the point where they do break and then get after them. You know, it's no, you know, and even with a puppy, I mean, you, you should spend enough time with a puppy where you know when they're getting antsy and they're getting distracted and okay, it's time. Hey, you know, that was good. And, you know, and again, you know, it's sit, stay, even especially with a small puppy. Sit, it might only be a few moments. Mm-hmm. You might get 60 seconds out of it. And then when you see that dog starting to get nervous, starting to kind of okay, well, boom, okay, hey, good boy, that you know, that's that's where we, you know, and, and it goes on from that, you know, like steady work, mm-hmm. making that dog sit there and hold the point, hold the point, hold the point, hold the point, hold the point. When we know that these are pen raised fucking birds, they're gonna walk before right. they'll flush, right? You know, and it's why make them sit there and you know. And, and, to offer that temptation, keep that fucking bird up. Right. You know, until you know, until you get to the point, you know, you have to kind of, you got to give it more time. What is this repetition, consistency? You give it more time, you know, and and each time you do it longer, 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 you know, and obviously with a pointing dog, you, know, you want to ideally like, you know, you, then from there you add in, you know, stay instead of the flush and whatnot in the shop. But I think that. Is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's hey, right, okay, right here. This boom, we've gotten to this point. This is what we're looking for. Good boy, right, right. there, right there. And then stop. You know, because I wanted to when he would point, then go right into boom. Let's shoot it and you know, and just do the whole thing. Right. Rather than all right, boom. That's what we're looking for. Good boy. You know, bring him off it. Flush the bird without a shot. Let it go. Make him be steady. You know, um, and then pull them off. All right, good boy. That's where we go. And the next bird, same thing. All right, we're at this this point. Good boy. All right, pull them off. You know, you know. Um, and I'm not trying to shoot a bird until I know that dog is that ready. He's gonna stay his fucking ass right there. Right. Until I tell him to go. Right. And it's just common sense. That's common sense training. And it's you know, and sometimes you're gonna make him wait too long. He's gonna break. Okay, hey, come back. Nope, this is where you fucked up. Come back to here. Let's do this again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's honest, man. So, you know, Shane, (laughs) we are, it's interesting. I feel like we're like the same trainer, but we're different trainers, right? And the only thing that differentiates us is literally the tools that we use to go about training our dog. I don't even think we have different ideologies. I think we literally just chose to use different tools. I really think so. But the commonality that we have 
and, and, and I, I compare us to because, again, you've been my friend since I hell you literally were listening to when I was starting to record my fuck ups, you know, so I can open up and, and, and tell you, like, you know, what I think and, and why I, I value our friendship. Um, you still get it. You still get it. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, you understand that we're, regardless of whatever tool you're using, we're still looking for a, a certain result that does not distract the dog because of pain. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I chose to just eliminate a certain factor out of my training because, quite frankly, I just didn't want to hold that shit in my hand, and I do not agree with it. I'm not saying it's bad or good or indifferent or anything else because there are trainers like you that are really out for the good and the benefit of the dog. You just go about it differently. You're training a different dog, uh, but there's a lot of similarity even in how I train a lab versus how you train a a, a German short hair. We both start with obedience, and that is a non-negotiable. I have seen you out in the field not take shit from Cy. (laughs) Like, and it wasn't like, again, ain't nobody beating on dogs or nothing like that. It's just, look, no, we reset, we recalibrate, we reconfigure, we redo it, but we always end happily. Mm-hmm. Thing about Sai is, if you was really that, you know, messing up that much about Sai, his tail wouldn't be wagging. Man, keep it simple. That dog tail, that little nub, that thing be going a hundred miles an hour. It's got it's thirty three percent. Well, JB, if he's listening. <laughs> 33%. I <laughs> <laughs> hope he hears that. <laughs> oh my God. He is going to call me tomorrow and be like, Ted, a goddamn shit. No, actually, y'all have each other's number, so he's just going to cut you out directly. That is hilarious. 33, not 34. Yeah. 33% it's, it's, tail. One third is, is what we keep. It's 33 that is hilarious oh my god okay shit Shane you have this has been an adventure man (laughs) (laughs) this has been an adventure and it has been fun as all get out man I um I think we pretty much covered everything you know that we had kind of you know, we're talking about days ago and probably all, you know, a few things that we've been talking about since we've known each other. Um, you know, did you want to kind of, you know, leave the view, the, the listeners and the viewers with anything? What, what you got? I mean, feel free to reach out. You know, like I said, I, I'm not a pro trainer. I, I'm not, I don't consider myself an expert, but it just, I've learned things just from networking with people and finding people and you know asking questions and it's if you want to get together let's get together man you know um you know i'm all about trying to find new ways to do things better Mm um you know and and i will will certainly soak up knowledge just Mm -hmm. as much as i will right give it right you know um, well, and another thing, man, I ain't even going to say you ain't a pro trainer. I mean, we I'm not a pro trainer, but hell, at this point, Shane, you know too much not to know. 
you literally been doing this for a minute, man. Like, you, 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 you there. Welcome to the club. I can say the same thing. Like, I just know too much to not know. Dude, you know how to train a dog. You know how to train a good dog. When you needed, you know, when when you had all the uh, the other trainers with the new dogs and stuff like that, at that training day that I came to, who was the most reliable point? Cy was. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cy, Cy held the, the strongest point, far as I saw. Held the most reliable. When you needed him, when I needed a dog to, to have Ruger to back, you didn't get no other dog. You got Cy. That speaks volumes, man. Like, again, I always talk to, talk this next generation thing, man. Is is folks like you that are going to continue on the legacies that we need, the correct ones. That's the thing. It's a lot of bullshit legacies out there, and so it's a lot of them that just they're not built on the right foundations. I don't want to continue making this podcast if any of my ideologies or interviewees ain't fundamentally sound. I don't necessarily got to go about things the way you do, but I think you're a good example of that. You still care. You still get it. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's not about growing up in a lifestyle of it. Shit, it don't take a lifestyle of it. It takes some observation. I think you get it, man. So, you know, I just I just want to thank you for, for, you know, getting on the podcast. I'm not going to say it took too long because it didn't. Just timing. We just had to do it. We sat down and did it. So, I mean, Shane, you know, guys, this is this is Shane Drake. You know, uh, you know, Drake's gun dogs, man. I appreciate it. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to look in your eyes and tell you I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. You know, um, so like I said, Shane, you know, I'm going to let you close us out. Oh, Lord. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just I think again. You know, if you're not anywhere around us, get on some forums. Get on some. You know, find a place to go and find somebody there that's not just there about trying to make a couple. Of, you know, a couple of bucks. You know, find somebody that'll genuinely sit down. You know, if you have questions, ask. Yeah. You know, you know. I mean. If somebody's a dick, they're a dick. Fuck them. Right. <laughs> Move on to the next person, you know. Um, or if that person's just that. I mean, there's some people where they are dicks, and you just have to keep pressing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, you meet them. You meet them. Yeah, I'm unfortunate with the people. I had enough people. I networked enough to where when I met those people, I could just walk away from them. Right. You know, but I've heard of people learning from those folks. But it just, if that's all you have to do, then that's all you have to do. But, right, right. You know, never stop asking questions. Never stop. Never don't be afraid to see what someone else does, and and and, and don't be afraid of admitting that your dog, you know, needs to go. It needs to take another step. Um. You know, I guess it's for, as far as, you know, it's, I don't know, you know, it's, have high expectations for them. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong. They're extra, they're, they're intelligent. They're very, they're very intelligent. Yep. They are. Um, 
you know, you just have to put them in the right situation to succeed, and they'll figure they will figure it out themselves. They really will. Mm-hmm. You just have to present the right situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, and if you don't know how, whatever, fuck it, call us. You know, or if, if there's somebody that's around you, you know, call that. You know, find find some local train. You know, hey, can I come out and you know watch you or you know. Can you answer this question? You know, some people won't do that. Right. You know, and that sucks. Right. But so we ain't those people. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, and Grant, I, I'm not going to fault anybody for, you know, this is how I make my money. Sorry, I'm not just going to give you what I have. Right. That's understandable. But don't let that discourage you if right. that's what you run into. I guess is what I'm saying. That's real. You know, somebody, somebody that does this for a living, they're not an asshole for telling you sorry you know I'm not giving you my secrets but at the same time this is a big enough community where you can find help without you know when you do run into that right and that's that's that I, I want to be one of those people right you know it's, I, I certainly would like to make some money off trainer dogs but yeah, I'm not to that point right now right so for now come on come out with us let's do it you know let's do it together well, guys, you heard it from the man himself, Mr. Shane Drake of Drake's Gun Dogs. Uh, side the asshole is actually not being an asshole right now. Um, guys, y'all heard it, man. Like, that's what it is. Shane, you know, I appreciate it again, brother, man. That's Shane Drake. Uh, you know, go to Instagram, follow him. Uh, Drake's Gun Dogs. Check his Facebook out. All of that stuff. Come out to South Fork. Watch Side do the work. Watch Ruger do the work. But that's another very, very, very successful episode of the Gun Dog Notebook podcast. Um, for the first few minutes, we we got a live stream, and uh, we'll we'll pick it up from there, guys. Check out what we recorded yesterday. Um, send me those dove shoot photos, also, guys. Like. I know it's a dove opener, man. I'm trying to pick me a winner. Send me a shirt, too. So, uh, you know, send me those photos. You can email them to me. You can DM them. I'm just the gundog notebook at gmail.com. You can uh, direct message via Facebook or Instagram. Whatever you got to do, get the photos to me, man. I want to see them. All right? All right, guys, that's a wrap. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, Look forward to another episode very, very, very soon. And, uh, yeah, get on off the line. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Okay, guys, that was uh, Shane Drake. And that was definitely someone who I've really been interested in having on the podcast for a long time. Uh, Shane has been an active listener and an active friend, um, an active supporter, um, an active trainer. We've grown a lot together in the in the short amount of time that we've known each other. And so it really is an honor and a privilege to have him on towards the back. Uh, you know, the back end of this podcast, I, I, I hate that I got him on so late, but, you know, it's all good. You know, I, I think everything is, you know, it, it will come in due time. So I also kind of want to go into... Uh, the dove shoot, the dove season, the dove opener. 
Um, so I went on September 2nd, and it was a very, very, very good time. Um, it was a very, very, very uh, influential time for the level and, and the place that I am as a wing shooter. Uh, what I mean by that is, last year I didn't really have the most successful dove season, and so I really didn't have a lot of opportunity to learn much, but this time... I uh, I definitely brought back five birds. We went out to South Fork Hunting Preserve, and um, you know I shot with my buddy Josh, and we waited out, and we kind of looked for locations and things like that, and um, and so I just kind of want to go into you know what that experience was like. You know when you guys are out dove hunting or something like that, I've found that it was always important to figure out where where the water is. I think that's just a, a good general principle for any um any 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 game shooting uh species or, or anything like that because I mean I think it makes a lot of common sense. Go go to where they're gonna feed, right? Well Josh and I, we were out there and we also knew that Dove like to fly in, you know, very straight paths. They'll fly through corridors and things like that. Just areas, honestly, the path of least resistance. So the first spot we 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 uh, looked at, and we did a little bit of hiking. You know, walked into a good spot, and we didn't. We saw a couple of birds there, and we saw a few that were in the woods across from us, but none were flying through the corridor. And so, what we also did, I think, we can honestly say. Um, and Josh will agree, we should have gotten out there earlier. So, also, you know, doves are going to fly in the morning and in the evening time. And in the morning, I mean, like, crack of dawn. As soon as that, as soon as that, uh, that sunrise comes up. And the good thing about it is it makes them very, very, very easy to shoot when you have a black, you know, image of a bird setting uh, across the sun up or sundown. Uh, it, it actually, for me, made that experience a lot easier to target my birds in the air. Well, you know, that morning, because we didn't get there on time, we spent a lot of time in the heat, the good old Georgia heat. And, uh, you know, it was it, it was good for the talking and the stories and stuff like that. But we started to realize maybe we needed to go. So we took a break around uh, midday. And I will say about Ruger, the whole day that dog was steady. I mean, he was focused. Very, very seldom did I have to, you know, tell him to come over here, do this. And and I, I think it's reasonable to say he's still two years old. Um, I'm still fighting a little bit with the puppy attention span, but I mean, I'm not really wrestling with it that much. He's he's attentive, you know, he sat in a blind with me. Um for the most part, very quiet. Uh, there were short instances, like I said, where he might have gotten, you know, a little bored or something, may want to walk around, you know, get his feet going a bit. But for the most part, and you can see in a lot of my photos on online, for the most part, I mean, he, he sat there. That that was that's a shooting dog right there. You know, that is that is a a, a shooting man's gun dog, is is how I like to talk to Robin, um, and, and how we talk about it. But Ruger was was nothing less than impressive that day. Okay, so let's fast forward time. 
Josh and I, we uh, took a break during lunch, came back around maybe three. Well, Josh had to leave a little bit earlier. Um, I hate it for him because the birds had really started flying, you know, later that evening. So I sat out there. We moved to different locations. So like I said, go where the water is. We went next to um, this pretty big pond. We went that which was also situated near some uh, some power lines. Doves like power lines. Um, and then we also situated ourselves up under a pretty big uh, tree with some low hanging limbs. Again, just strategy. Dove are gonna fly and land there too. Well. It was pretty much a lull for a good little while, and let it be about five thirty-six o'clock. Next thing you 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 know, I'm hearing people yelling, "Birds, birds, birds!" and just you know going on, and we seeing these little bitty torpedoes. I mean, them things were moving, but I definitely got that good old twenty gauge out, that thirty inch barrel, and and I made my shots. Now I will say, I'm I'm embarrassed to admit, but I'm I'm always good for laughing at myself. There was one dub that literally decoyed over my mojo, um, my mojo dub decoy. I had the, the battery powered one with the spinning wings and the magnetic wings and stuff like that. But I had one literally decoyed like a duck. How I missed that shot at about 30 yards away, I don't know. I could have walked up to that bird and swatted him down with my hand. Okay, I really think that I might have been a little too anxious because we did wait all day. So as a shooting man, um, you know, and, and, and somebody that really does enjoy shooting, I think it's important for us to remember, man, like, don't get too happy. <laughs> like, don't get too happy, man. It, it's, you got to take your time. You, you've got to utilize the skills that we've all been putting together, you know, over the summer at the Clay's range and things like that. You got to, got to, got to keep your composure. I didn't. Okay, well, moving forward, I'd end up uh, knocking one bird down, and it was great. It was a very, very, very good feeling. Ruger was steady. He did. He, he I cast him out. He, he had, you know, retrieved birds. He didn't crunch them up. It was great. Um, also, I think it's, it's fair to say that a lot of people have this idea that dove shooting, you are always shooting a bird at flight. Well... The way I see it, I shoot birds. I don't care whether they're flying. I don't care whether they're perching in a tree. I had a couple of birds. I wing clipped one of them, and he got away because he tree hopped the whole time. Well, the thing about doves, a lot of the times, if you miss a shot, they're going to land higher in a tree. So I'm, I'm okay with taking a shotgun and shooting them on out. I mean, it is what it is. And so uh, there were two birds that I definitely knocked out of a tree um, I also posted a video on my Instagram and my Facebook that uh, that showed Ruger actually going deep into a ditch where one of those birds that I shot had fallen. And I mean, like a champ, you'd have thought I put that dog in the IGL championships. I mean, that dog went into some very thick bush, very, very, very thick bush. And that dog came out and retrieved that, that bird and... You know, and a, a lot of the times in a video, it looked like he, he munched that bird a bit. But no, I, I'd actually torn that bird up quite a bit. It was edible, of course, but um, just barely. Honestly, that number, I was using a Monarch uh, number seven and a halves. 
and I personally liked it. You know, they're moving about 1,300 feet per second, um, the dove rounds. I liked that ammo. It didn't kick too much, and that's also the reason why I got a 20 gauge. I wanted something that I could shoot that was sustainable. But out of the five birds, um, I shot two out of out of a tree, uh, and the other three I shot at the wing. And I mean, it just feels good to know that I, I've started off my hunting year, um, the 2018-2019 season, with game in hand. You know, I'm the type of person I always love the experience. I, I'm always here to sit outside and talk and you know drink some beers and have a good time and, and drink my whiskey and stuff like that. That's that's great. But I'm still a bird hunter, man. I still want to bring back games. So that actually did a lot for me to be able to come back and uh, to say that I, I got my first five birds for the season. Um, so with dove hunting and dove shooting, that is something that I personally really, really, really like doing. That's a big thing down here in Georgia as well. Um, and I was talking about that on the uh, the Orvis podcast, the Orvis uh, Hunting and Shooting podcast. I'm not necessarily sure when that episode will be released, but it should be released soon. Um, Reed Bryan is a good dude. He's, you know, very, very, very interested in pursuing some more work with me. But um, in that podcast, we were having a conversation about, uh, you know, just just the tradition of dove hunting down here in the South. And if you listen to this podcast and you're not from Georgia or never been, man, you know, we're, we're definitely known for, for our history of, of, uh, Bob White quail and stuff like that. But one thing that I think I can point out as, as a, a relatively new, uh, wing shooter, people don't really highlight dove season a lot. I feel like it kind of, you know, it's kind of the first thing on everything, everybody's mind, because it's the first, uh, opening season that we have for game birds but you know later on in the season i feel like we kind of drops off and we kind of forget about it well that's not something that i want to um i want to do later on in the season i plan on shooting more doves i want that to be you know something that i carry on in a big part of my hunting season because you know for me i have a retriever you know he works as a flushing dog i hunt him upland all the time um and we duck hunt and things like that, but I really like the idea of a a well you know well polished shooting dog, and my dog proved that to me this weekend. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better performance. I I honestly couldn't. And so, you know, as as someone who does a lot of training stuff with Robin Watson and has uh, a host of different people on uh, on this podcast. You know, I still want y'all to remember, like, you know, identify who you are as a hunter. I have a lot of people on because everybody on here, I, I think, are significant individuals um, in the upland and wing shooting and waterfowl industry and, and, and community. And they've all identified some aspect of wing shooting that they really, you know, want to take on or, or dog training or, you know, something like that. So I just say all that to say, man, I had a good time dove shooting. I plan on doing a lot more. And uh, I, I'm hoping that you guys are going to enjoy the media content that I've also been putting out, man. Remember, this is the Gundog Notebook. It's 
it's just as autobiographical as it is, um, you know, as, as it is a means to meet people and talk to folks and things like that. So, you know, for me, that is that that is the beginning of, you know, this year's hunting season. So all in all, man, I hope you guys are really having a good time with this podcast. I hope your hunting season has started off well. Um, remember, September 9th is the giveaway. OK, that's when I'm going to declare a winner. And I've seen some pretty good photos so far of you guys' dub opening season. Um, when I give away the shirt, is going to be the Gundog Notebook uh, Covey Flush logo shirt. And I'll contact, you know, whoever the winner is. I'll reach out to you personally. And, uh, you know, I'll ask you your size, the color, and things like that. And you got yourself a free shirt. Just wear it. You know, support, support the Gundog Notebook. A lot of you guys have been doing really well with that. And I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I really do. So, um, guys, you know, I, 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 I want to remind you to please go check out my Patreon and uh, at the Gundog Notebook. Support that. Um, if you don't want to necessarily subscribe to Patreon, buy a shirt. You know, I, I, I'm encouraging you guys to support my podcast, wear the, the merchandise. I, uh, I definitely enjoy giving you guys authentic quality work, stuff that comes from my hands. Um, and, and in regards to that, I had a little bit of an incident. If you guys paid attention to my social media account with a little bit of forgery, um, there are people out there that are reproducing my material under the name of the Gundog Notebook and Covey Flush. Guys, please keep an eye out for that. I'm actively working with Amazon and some other people to get that nipped in the bud. But, you know, please just, if you guys want to support my stuff, I, I'm i encouraging you to just go straight through the links in my social media profile um, in my bios and things like that, or just reach out to me directly and I'll send you the shirt myself. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I just don't want to get into con in the, into the habit of bashing people that are trying to take a shortcut. You know, I'm not really here for that, man. And that's, that's, that's not why I started this podcast. And I don't really want to get caught up into, you know, negative experiences and customer service and, you know, things like that, man, whoever's out there forging my stuff, please stop. That's not cool. And if you, if you guys really, you know, are looking for my, my stuff, just reach out to me. We'll make something work out. We'll figure out how to get you a shirt, you know, and outside of that, man, happy hunting. You know, I, I don't want to end the podcast on a bad note and things like that, but happy hunting season, man. Go out and shoot some birds. Reach out to me. Let me know. Send me pictures. A couple of you guys are sending me pictures and things like that. Reach out to me. Also, the Pride Dog Food. Guys, Don't please don't forget. That's, that's our new sponsor. And it's our new sponsor because I really, really, really love the work that they're putting into the food. Um, my representative, Mike Carr, is a great guy. Um, they're, they're folks about their word. I love it. Um, Ruger seems to like it a lot. And when I tell you that dog, that dog has so much energy, but so much constructive, usable energy because of that. What I was giving my dog beforehand, it's almost night and day. I, I, I hope I'm not throwing too much shade or anything like that. That's definitely not my goal. 
But with this particular brand of dog food for my dog, it has been phenomenal. Okay. Um, so yeah, guys, that is the end of the episode, the gun dog notebook. Um, please, you know, rate, review, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Let folks know how much you love the podcast. And, um, look, I, I look forward to hearing from you guys, man, you know, have a great season. Uh, it just got started. This is what we've been waiting on. All right. That's the end of the episode. That's the gun dog notebook with Shane Drake of Drake's gun dogs. Guys, y'all have a great one. Look forward to talking with you again soon.